0: What is living in lockdown like? As the world tries to make sense of the coronavirus and South Africa's knee-deep in a government-initiated lockdown, we'll be hearing from different voices what they're up to and how they're handling living in the lockdown. Peter Matlare has had a career that's been crafted out of formidable leadership and great business acumen. Vision is something that he has also attributed to his success. And what does he envision for this continuing... Crisis during lockdown. And where is he locked down? What is he doing? What is life like for Peter Matlare living in lockdown? Currently, you are deputy chief executive at ABSA Group, and you're the chief executive yes. officer for ABSA Regional Operations. Does that Absolutely all? Does right. that all fit on a business card?
1: <laughs> it takes two lines. Actually, I always <laughs> think that. Um, uh, Long titles like that hide more than they reveal. <laughs> uh, I, you know, so, so in general, I, I, stick with the one which is chief executive of the regional operations, but you're correct. My official title is also deputy group chief executive.
0: Now, Peter, where are you in lockdown?
1: I'm at home. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I keep thinking how blessed we are mm. because we have the kind of technology and facilities. To work, excuse me, in, in, in a position to work in a, in an environment that is safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we manage ourselves correctly, uh, we ought to be safe and, um, and provided you keep the disciplines up and it's going to sound bizarre, but I'm in my study, which is a very beautiful place at seven every morning. Yeah. And whilst I take a, a couple of breaks during the day, I generally don't get out of that study before 6.30 or 7 in the evening because there is really quite a lot to do. Uh, And I know it sounds odd, but the day has to keep going. And uh, uh, so that discipline is absolutely maintained.
0: Well, before we even even move on, I mean, what does that study of yours look like? Can you describe it to me briefly?
1: Oh, my wife spoiled me. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, my wife, Gareth, my wife, me. Uh, Nomvula, you know, let's it's, give her
0: some let's give her some critics yeah,
1: yeah, non-vula, yeah. truly spoiled me. It it looks uh it's a study fit for, for a king. I have oh. most beautiful uh a desk, uh, lovely carpets, you know, all of the things that's why I'm saying I'm terribly spoiled. And then all of the accoutrements you kind of gather and bits and pieces over the years yeah. from you know uh, I uh, we were very blessed when we M- Nelson Mandela was alive we, as a family we got to meet him uh, a few times to take pictures with him so that kind of memorabilia sits yeah. there uh, when Barack Obama uh, came to uh, South Africa for Madiba's uh, after Madiba's uh, uh, funeral uh, etc you know we uh, got some photographs with him so it's, it's it's that kind of stuff and then all the other sentimental stuff when the girls were, were toddlers, uh, uh, right the way through to, to to how big they are now. But I suppose actually, the more I think about it, and I know I'm rambling, and are, you've got more important <laughs> things. That, I, I've got photographs of my grandparents and my great grandparents. Oh wow! Uh, from and they're all black and white. Huh? Yeah. From from from. From their early days when they got married, I mean, uh, there's this one photograph of my grandfather in a black suit, but the most distinctive part, he's got these white gloves on. Oh. My grandmother looks resplendent yeah. in her white uh, w- wedding gown and and they're standing there and he looks, he looks, he could be on the cover of, 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 of bloody Vogue That's or incredible. any of those things.
0: God, that is absolutely amazing. I love that. That You know, to have yourself surrounded by those things makes it so much easier to work from home. And it does, it, you know, you, you've indicated a couple of times how lucky some of us are to have those kinds of environments when when so many people in South Africa are finding this lockdown that much harder because they're not. But it is important, and you indicated something of this in the introduction, that it's important to have a routine. and And I know that you're a very disciplined man and you have a lot to do in a day. Do you start at the same time every day? Do you do some exercise? Do you have your meals regularly? I mean, is it all very orderly?
1: Yeah, it it, it is uh, very orderly. So I won't get up later than six. Um, prior to lockdown, because I kind of sleep funny, uh, I tended to get into the gym yeah, in Alice Lane at about 4.30, quarter to 5.00. Wow. I'd leave there at about just just after 6.30. That's not my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately don't have all of the wonderful equipment that you need for, for exercise at home, so of course we don't go out again, but we have a very large property, so I can assure you, running to the bottom of the garden and running back up again, I'm <laughs> out of breath when I'm halfway back up. Yeah. Um, so, so there's, there's that, honestly, we're truly blessed and, and, uh, you know, in our pool house at the bottom, we have a steam shower and a sauna, et cetera. So you can sit in there for 20 minutes if that's what you want to do, uh, and come out of there really refreshed and rejuvenated. So, so after doing that, on as I say, in a disciplined way, and I, I it's the only thing that keeps, I think you sane, um, mm-hmm. Um, um my i go into the study my normal first call with our markets guys is at 7:30 when we talk about what's happened in various markets overnight and mm-hmm. um, that's about a half an hour call and then i go into a series of business uh, virtual meetings that tends to drive part of the day mm-hmm. uh, a big part of the day is also spent on prep so you're reading stuff both in terms of activity in the business across the continent, or indeed now stuff that's coming out of regulators, because regulators both here and across the continent, kind of trying to see how we work our way out of this this particular crisis. And then the last bit uh, uh, is I, I still try and find time to make sure I read, hey, Gareth. Yeah. So even if it's, if, uh, you know, even if it's, uh, so I have the FT online and, and stuff like that. So I read the articles and the FT has always got really interesting articles, including stuff like, you know, where to eat great sushi. If you are in X, Y, Z country, not that I'll ever get there, but I still want to know. And <laughs> yeah. I can sound rather pretentious, but, um, <laughs> but we can
0: all, but, we can but, all but, dream yeah. that those days will return at some point. And, the, the reality is also that we've got to deal with what we've got on our plates at the moment, and it is it is challenging, to put it mildly. Um, your insight being in, in one of the big banks in South Africa and in Africa must be um, a lot more detailed than that of the ordinary citizen. Uh, how do you think we're going to fare, and what are your general observations around the way that ordinary people in South Africa, the government – Big businesses and financial institutions are handling things?
1: Yeah. So, so Gareth, I mean, that's a multi layered question. And I think that the one thing we all have to accept is that the world, as I'm saying something rather obvious, has not been faced with this kind of uh, medic, public health medical crisis that it's faced with now. For you know, Ebola was actually reasonably contained in one part of the world. Uh, SARS, you know, in a in a different part of the world. But this is a pandemic that has gone globally, and everybody has recognised that if you don't have certain disciplines around lockdown or some form of lockdown, it can continue to escalate at a rate. Now, I, I start there because that's in part the cause. The consequence is and, and, and you would know this very well, anybody who is running a small business, anybody who depends on selling fruit or other in an open air market, let alone people who run large corporations, you know, those people are, are, are severely impacted. If you worked as a waiter in a restaurant, you're told listen, you've got to go home, it's locked down for three weeks, please you know, we'll see you hopefully after three weeks. Generally, those people don't earn for three weeks. Now, that's massive. Uh, and and the, both the social and the economic impact is massive. Yeah. So we're always trading off. How mm-hmm. do you continue to support individuals or companies with how do you manage this public health crisis? Yeah. Um, you know, Bill Gates last night, I, I enjoy Trevor Noah's show. It's one of my my favorite shows, he interviewed Bill Gates. And that, listening to Bill Gates, what I can see is that a vaccine is probably 18 months away. <laughs> and that's probably going to be the only, the only way in which you get back to some form of normality. But for that to happen, you're going to have to make that vaccine publicly and freely available globally. Otherwise, many of the social activities that we are involved in will simply
0: not take place yeah and we can't keep this economy on lockdown forever you know there's 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 an urgency about that as much as there's an urgency around the health crisis as you've already indicated so peter i mean you've you've handled some really tough businesses in the past i mean you managed to make the sabc uh solvent and successful which was something people believed impossible once um that was probably the only window that that place that that place had for for the success that it experienced during that time and you've you've handled some really interesting paths and 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 journeys through the South African corporate world do you think we're going to be okay i mean when you look at at absa i'm sure you you're part of a a, a massive institution there that has very smart people in all kinds of positions uh, you're paying attention, as you say, every morning to what's going on in the rest of the world and the rest of this continent. But what is your feeling? Are you generally optimistic about the South African economy or do you think that we better brace ourselves
1: because it's going to hit hard? It's both. So I'm optimistic Oof. because of, I think we've learned a resilience and 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 a determination. And it's not just blood and guts, but coming together to solve problems. And I'm seeing that happen all over both government, business, and society. So that's definite. But I think we would be naive to think that it's suddenly going to flip in six weeks or six months' time to being what it was. The, the, that's that's not possible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's not peculiar to us, but. Uh, what I would say is, yes, we will definitely find and work our way through this. We will come out very different from whom we are today, I think, uh, or believe, uh, because our behavior is going to have to change. Uh, Some of the the opportunities that are going to pop up that are new are going to be very different. Um, I was watching a program on how the online business in China, obviously, has t- taken off during this crisis. Yeah. But one of the small businesses that developed were people who developed shelves that sit, for example, outside your your home or your apartment, etc., where food or other deliveries are put in, and mm-hmm. somebody picks them out from the other side in order to maintain the social distancing. Wow. And they kept inventing different ways in which a there's security around that. That's the one. But the second is that. It's interesting that post that development in China, post, you know, they've come off that crisis, those shelves are still in there and communities or, let me say, people are still using those rather than going back to normal supermarket shopping that they used to do. Now, I'm not suggesting it's going to happen everywhere like that, but it just shows you that this will give rise to new forms of of commerce and industry and, 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 and service that, uh, will change the way in which we, we operate, I think. But we'll get through this this afternoon. And that's just not flaws, bravado. I, I, think the president and, and, and the cabinet are doing an incredible job trying to balance the difficulties that we have right now. And that's just not saying it because I want to. It's the truth.
0: Mm. No, I I know you're not the kind of person to give us platitudes. um, And and I appreciate you spending some time with us today. I I know you've got important things to do. And I hope you will be safeguarding that part of the economy which you and ABSA are responsible for. And I hope that all those people who are very worried about their own personal finances, their own employment, um, what the, the new economy are going to you know what? It, what, it, what the new economy will look like. All of those people. I hope that they take some courage from what you've just said about our resilience. I, I'm I'm certainly of the same opinion in that respect.
1: Yeah. Look, Gareth. Thank you, and I must also thank you for always finding space for people to debate real issues in a in a normal way, not in an artificial way. Um, you, you you you've got a role to play. Here. So don't don't forget that. Um, but also stay safe. You know that's that's the only kind of thing wow. I'd share advice. i stay right. safe. Um, we'll get through this. I've got no doubt about that.
0: Peter McFlurry, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure, Carol. Good to it's talk to you. A have, have a lovely day. Thanks, Thanks Peter, and you too. Bye bye. Bye bye.